Hello and welcome once again to episode 82 of Code Completion. We're a group of iOS developers and educators hoping to share what we love most about development, Apple technology, and completing your code. My name is Dimitri and I'll be your host once again for this episode and I'm joined today by my fellow completionists, Fernando. Welcome back. Hello, hello. And Spencer. Hey there. So this week, Apple finally discontinued the iPod, which basically was just the iPod Touch at this point. Um, And that reminded me uh, that that was Apple's closest device to like a hobbyist's Raspberry Pi iOS style device that you can, if you're a developer, you can basically do whatever you want with. Um, And that got me thinking, like, what other cool hypothetical products and features do you wish Apple like made? Because they, they like started things and like discontinued them over time. Uh, not nearly as often as like Google, for instance, but uh, there has been some churn. Um, and we we basically went over a few of these uh, in the past. Like we talked about uh, maybe like a Raspberry Pi style M1 device um, that would just be bare bones. You can c- hook it up and do whatever you want with it. That'd be super cool. Um, and then we've also talked at length about potential Apple glasses uh, which would also be super cool. Um, but those don't exist yet. Um, they probably, so one of them will probably never exist. Um, and the other might be announced at DubDub. Who knows? Um, uh, but, uh, in terms of just cool stuff that we wish Apple as a company would make, uh, Spencer, why don't you go off first? Yeah. So one of the ones that, um, <laughs> would be cool to me would be, okay. So as a person that, uh, has a car that is almost as old as he is and is trying to run it into the ground before he buys a new car. Um, unless I, you know, come into like a million dollars somehow. Uh, I'm probably not buying a new car anytime soon. I love my car. Uh, but it's old, right? And so I've like replaced the stereo in it and stuff and I have good speakers in it and I've, you know, made it nice for me, but I'm I'm not planning on buying a new car. But one thing that I've looked into and I've tried out is to like get some kind of CarPlay style thing working in my car. Um, and they've got like these janky adapters that you can use to like plug into an Android device and they just suck. And so I was thinking, um, they, that you could use like an old iPhone or an iPad or I guess a new one and essentially use CarPlay as like its own standalone app or, or its own app, or as like a standalone alternate version of iOS that you install onto the device itself. Um, and what got me thinking of that is um, they did something cool with the, I think it's the second generation Airport Express um, or something. I don't know. I, I can't remember which one, mm-hmm. but I'm using uh, a couple of those mm-hmm. to um, power my home, uh, home speaker in ceiling speaker system and that's how i just airplay to different rooms so there's like a precedent there um and samsung kind of did another similar thing where you could like turn your phones into like a baby monitor and stuff and so there's like no limitation i suppose i guess other than apple not really caring about supporting old devices when it doesn't really benefit them per se uh but i think it'd be super cool you you do get that with AirPlay too, like regular video AirPlay, like two Macs and stuff is now possible. Um, uh-huh. Right. So like I can definitely see them adding something of the sort. I, I guess it's a little weird that you can't AirPlay from a phone to like an iPad. That would be a cool uh, a cool use case, but I don't think that's possible, right? I don't think so. But I mean, you know, 
you could just say, yeah, like you could just put an iPad up there anyway and use it as an iPad, but that's not what I want. I just want the easy interface while I'm driving, you know, easy maps, easy music just to, and, you know, have it act like a normal touchscreen CarPlay thing that you would have in a newer car. So I think that would be my, probably like my number one. I don't know. I couldn't think of like anything really that I would really, really want, but that would be something that is pretty niche, but for me would be awesome. I mean, it's simple. You just get a Mac Mini. You wire it up to some power contraption in your uh, in your trunk. Uh, you route that to one of Fernando's little tiny monitors, um, and then you run the simulator, uh, and then you have a permanent CarPlay. <laughs> I have tried running the CarPlay simulator just for fun, and it's not awesome. And I don't know how that would work with you know lack of cellular. But you could like. Stuff. Well, you could mount an iPad. Yes. Right? Yes. And that would be it. Not the same. It's not the same. It's not the CarPlay interface. I don't want to sit there and mess with small icons. I want, like, the CarPlay interface and is the it, CarPlay maps. Is there maps. a way to, to make the icons bigger, like, accessibility-wise? Yeah, but not that big. I mean... No, I, I have no idea. remember Simple Finder? Simple Finder was simple. I don't remember that. You could Anyways, build. You could build an app. I know that just has like huge icons, and sends you to the other apps. You wouldn't need to publish it on the, on the app store. You wouldn't be able to. It, but it's not the same though. I don't know. It's like people. <laughs> I mean, I can imagine that whatever is running CarPlay in all of these cars is not very powerful. So like, grab an old iPad. Yeah, and Android Auto. Oh, oh, right. oh, oh, oh. I, I just remembered. Uh, you can do what every Tesla owner now needs to do. Buy a Raspberry Pi and have it run Android Auto. Uh, and as a result, you'll get a free CarPlay receiver, which can run in the web browser of the Tesla. Like, oh, that's thing. so gross, dude. <clears throat> but yeah, you could totally do that. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't have... Yeah, I don't know. But But the point of the episode is... We want Spencer wants Apple to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Just give me. I mean, me... they've done it for AirPlay, right? And they just have to do it for CarPlay. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it, that makes sense as like a precedent, but he can he can like replace that. a stereo with a one that's a CarPlay receiver that has a built-in screen and everything. But no, he wants to duct tape it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also don't want to pay like five hundred dollars for one. So. Yeah. When you already have a $500 iPad, right? I already have the iPad. Or I could just exactly. buy a cheap one. Yeah, I don't know. It's the same, <laughs> but it's not the same. I know I get what you're getting at, but... No, I totally get it. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> okay, Fernando, so, what's your number yeah, one? Yeah, go, Fernando. So, my number one, I changed my mind. It's not, it's not that one. Give me a second. I have it here. The original iPod Shuffle. I miss it. So the, here's the thing. Um, when, I, when I initially conceived of this amazing idea of bringing back the iPod Shuffle, I was like, but let's add GPS so that I can take it running and it doesn't, like it tracks my running thing. And then I was like, well, I have a uh, watch. And then I realized I actually don't like my watch. I leave it on my bedroom um, stand for days on end because I forget it. And like it really doesn't offer anything to me, but you need if a I watch had, tan. 
<laughs> I haven't watched them too, for like for sure. Uh, because most days I don't forget, but sometimes I do. Like it's not it's not important to me and like the iPhone. So I'd really like a dedicated device for running. Um, I bought a, uh, what do you call it? Like a, an iPod, I think it was a fifth generation that a friend of mine had. Um, I basically used it for running, changed the battery and used it for running, but it's too clunky. Like it's the actual big mm. iPod shop, iPod. So I'd really like like the clip on shuffle with like a GPS so that I can just clip it on, go out running, come back, could, it syncs with my iPhone, and that's it. You could probably just buy some sort of an attachment for your watch to do that. I like how the show has suddenly become, oh, here are the workarounds. Yeah, you can yeah. <laughs> Put three problem solvers in a room, see what problems they solve. But, but the thing is, like, I miss uh, physical buttons. Like, if yeah, you want to change the, uh, the song... It, it was as simple as click and you instinctively know, like, next song, next song. Okay, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here's, like, you have to, oh, I have to hit the tap target. So it's Oh, you don't want to talk to the lady? You can talk to the lady. No buttons. Hey, Siri, next. Hey, hey, Siri, next. Siri. While you're, like, panting and sweating and running. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Oh, sorry. I... <laughs> See, this is the point, like. Stop. Thank you. Uh, this is the whole point. Like, give me physical buttons, give me a GPS, yeah. and give me a tiny device, and I'd be super happy. And it could be like a terabyte of storage because it's like a, just a flash drive, basically. No, no, no. Give me 128 megabytes so that it's like, <laughs> like old school. Okay. Retro. You have to choose your music. Like There's no two streaming. Worth. Yeah, it's like five songs, and that's it. Yeah. It's going to be the new record player fat, right? Yeah. It's like, exactly. oh, I, d- I didn't have record yes. players in my house as a as a young child of my grandparents' house. But I did have a bunch of iPods because my parents were Fernando, Spencer, and I. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, therefore, that's like my retro uh, feel, <laughs> just to have a whole bunch of old devices. I replace the battery on all of them. They fit, like, dozens of songs that I have to choose to, like, sing. Like, I have all of Apple Music and Spotify. Like, I want all of them, but I know I can't have all of them. I have to choose my thousand songs. Um, yeah. And then and then we're good, right? <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I'm trying to hit. Yes, thank you, Dimitri. All right, back to the early 2000s. I like it. <laughs> all right, Dimitri, what about you? Okay, so... Uh, Mine is more of like a feature that I wish Apple would do, uh, because I think they have all the hardware necessary to do it, though maybe it's impractical with like today's security practices. Um, But on almost every Mac that Apple sells, that has a display anyways, uh, there's an ambient light sensor. So when it's dark, Mm. the the screen will dim so it doesn't blind you. Uh, And when it's bright out, it will will brighten so that way you can see. Um, And you need to adjust every now and then the brightness but you're just adjusting you're not setting um i think apple should have this for sound like time and time again i'm just like in dead quiet i tap a youtube video not knowing what my sound is at and it's blaring uh waking everyone up uh and that sucks uh and consequently when it's noisy out i play something and can't hear anything so then you raise the volume and therefore you're set up to blare yourself in the future um so it's like a, a horrible a horrible feedback loop uh so i i would really want apple to invent the ambient sound sensor uh 
Uh, it's called a microphone. You can <laughs> you can figure out exactly how loud the environment is, uh, and then respond like set the volume in turn. Uh, like that would be more than good enough for me, and would probably like satisfy most people um, because that's like a super common problem. I feel like, uh, especially as we change environments and we don't necessarily change the volume to match. So yeah, that's that's like my my number one wish for apple to invent uh is an ambient sound sensor here's here's two scenarios where i see that happening one i'm lying on bed and sylvia's sleeping and like i now i've screwed up enough times that the first thing i do whenever i start browsing on my phone in that situation is open control center and put the volume all the way down Mm -hmm. like because i've had enough times where i tap on a video and I'm like, oh, this looks interesting. And then, ah, which is very do you, annoying. Do you know what my muscle memory used to be? So on the phone, uh-huh. um, it used to be that the sound would only come out from here. Oh. So what I would do oh. is I would put my thumb. So yes. anytime in, I'm in bed, I hold my phone like this. And my thumb would dampen the sound yep. and therefore yep. wouldn't be loud ever. Because I'm always going to hold my phone like this in bed. And if I ever wanted it to be loud, I just lift my thumb off and now it's loud <laughs> uh, but that became in- impossible as soon as like there's like the spatial audio and stereo right um and all those uh fun enhancements uh, so like that has not been a thing for the past few years but yeah i totally i totally built that into how i use the device because like it it solved the purpose if only um, we had the technology yeah i mean now we just yeah. need a third hand and that would solve it because the phone's like too big anyways <laughs> Um, it's not like we have, you know, three microphones. microphones on Macs and two microphones on an iPhone. I, I don't What you're asking is a little impossible, I think. I think the HomePods do it. Like, they'll adjust how loud they yeah, are when probably. they respond to you. Um, yeah. depending on, like, how loud the ambient sound is. But, like, just do that for everything. I don't know. Is there a patent that's, like, preventing Apple from doing It's, like, so obvious. In my mind, at least. Yeah. It's like the CarPlay thing. They've already got it. Just put it on more things. <laughs> exactly. I just want CarPlay, guys. That's all I want. <laughs> okay, what do you want less than CarPlay, Spencer? Um, I would love, going off of Dana's amazing uh, render of it, an ultra-wide or a super ultra-wide iMac or uh, Apple display. With all the, you know, fancy XDR, Pro Display, NIS, whatever, good color calibration and all that. Uh, yeah. That's all. I just, I like my monitor, but uh, I don't know. It'd be nice to have an Apple one for the Apple fanboy that I am. How much would you pay for this? That's immediately <laughs> the question. Whenever it comes to displays, it's always the, the question. Dollars. I wouldn't pay a Pro Display XDR, you know, times 1.5 price, but I would pay like Apple Studio, you know, monitor price times 1.5. Does that make sense? For like 1.5 times the display? That's fair. Yeah. I think that's fair. So yeah. double that and we're good, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. The The monitor that I have now, new, which I didn't get new, is like $1,600 already. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's 
up it would there be a reasonable ish. price point yeah for when i upgrade to you know and that's the thing with this is it's it's 1440p but you know 5120 by 1440p that's obviously not enough for dimitri which is fine uh but you know if it if it, basically there's not anything with a higher um pixel density right now or maybe they're just coming out with them so uh, if Apple were to come out with one that's, you know, like Retina, be really nice. I'd probably get it. I, I don't know what it would be at that point. Like 7K or something? I, I think I'd, I, I did the calculation. I think what would satisfy me is like a 16K display. Just big curved and 16K. At, that uh, that would hit all the points. I, I don't think I would want more at that point. It would just be like too much of my field of view. Um, but yeah, that would that would be so nice. What would be the screen size at that point? Like seventy inches or something. It, it would be my current setup, like the the whole. Width oh, of that. okay, okay. It's yeah. just like as one monitor, sixteen k. <laughs> That'd be a lot. I mean, probably like fifty five inches at the least. I mean. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, yeah, you, it matches. You've got a thirty-two. I, I have a, a fifty-five here. <laughs> my monitor, there there. they're roughly the same size. Um, yeah, just like make it curved and like blast that pixel density, and yeah, I'd be good. Yeah, so just four times the most current expensive <laughs> TVs resolution is what you mm-hmm. want. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, five years from now, you'll probably get it. Yeah. Three, Technology. Maybe. Keep on moving forward. Fernando? Cool. Hello. Do I go? Yes. Okay. So, this is not like a hobbyist. I don't know if I should. I would consider this a hobbyist level device. Uh, but like, an, I would really like for Apple to get into the very cheap laptop, iPad, um, yeah. desktop uh, game. Like we like there was this whole rage about the chromebooks which died out and it sucked like like the end of the uh of the pc ring um and i'd really like something like that having a like recently i've been trying to like record and stream uh whenever a couple of friends of mine uh, come home and we play smash and i'm like i could use my 2500 dollar mac laptop <laughs> and put it in danger out there or if I had like a $99 laptop or iPad, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Uh, and that's why I originally chose like uh, a PCI enclosure as my number one, because that'd be fantastic. I could have like a $99 desktop with like uh, an NVIDIA 3080 Ti, whatever. I don't know why, but it sounds cool. I don't know what I would do with it. <laughs> It would be incompatible, number one. I mean, you've yeah, obviously you not been following along. <laughs> no, no, no. In my in my scenario, since this is a PCIe enclosure by Apple, they would obviously no, no but that, that would PCIe. that would involve a second wish with the genie for Apple and Nvidia to make up, and that's like a separate. That's a whole <laughs> that's separate ball game. That's fair. Okay, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll choose an ATI, whatever. Uh, Amy, okay, Andy. you're good. Yeah. Okay. I'll save my genie wish for for, for my mystery device. Okay. Number three. All right. Fair. Um, that's that would be cool. I think it, along with like, well, okay. So like, think about the uh, what do they call them? The DTKs had an A12Z 
uh-huh, in it, uh-huh. I think. That's exactly what I'm thinking. That was <laughs> way plenty powerful, I'm sure. Dimitri, you had one, right? Mm-hmm. It was probably plenty powerful for just testing it out and stuff, right? It was eh. Yeah. Okay. The- so if you throw in like something like an A10 or an A11 for $100, something way old, yeah. maybe they just have a bunch of stock up, or the fabs are just sitting there not doing anything, and they can produce them for cheap. Then, or you yeah, buy it secondhand. Cool. <laughs> yes, and then throw CarPlay on it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, probably still jailbreakable. That- yeah. But that would be like the thing with either like a, a laptop, a desktop, or just like a, a you know Raspberry Pi type thing. Like I, I wouldn't even want it to have an M1. I'd just say like throw something old on it that it, you know will let me run Swift basically, and let me you know use Foundation and UIKit and Swift UI and all of the Apple frameworks that I already know, but do anything I want with it. Do you um, know UIKit? Uh, not anymore. <laughs> uh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> I, but only half joking. <laughs> yeah, I'm only half joking. <laughs> uh, but no, I agree. It, I, I, I wrote it down like specifically as a desktop or a laptop because it, it cannot be an iOS device. It has to run macOS in some way, right? Uh, it has to be a $99. It doesn't need to be aluminum. Like I miss the old plastic white and black um, Mac la, the laptops. What what did, the MacBooks? Was it was the really just called MacBooks? IBooks. Yeah, iBooks. Right, get, you're right. So like yeah. I miss I miss that. It doesn't need to be expensive. It doesn't need to be fancy. It's just yep. a cheap macOS enabled machine. That's it. I think that would hurt the brand image too much. You think? I mean, yeah. but I think it'd be awesome. I mean. I think the weird thing is Apple tried to get into, you know, the education market with um, iPads, right? Like yep. education discount. They were like, I don't know, a little over $200 each probably, um, which is 33% off. I mean, it's like a good deal, I suppose. But iOS probably wasn't ready then. I bet they could have. If they did it now, they probably could get away with it. But uh, I mean, that's... <clears throat> That's kind of why I think uh, like a Raspberry Pi style thing would be the only conceivable way that Apple could like do this because it could one show off their silicon for like hobbyists, um, but two, it's not going to replace anything for a normal person, um, and that's that's the key. Piece. I can see that. Yeah, like a ninety nine dollar a twelve machine running macOS. Would like it'll still be three hundred bucks, but <laughs> well, in my in my genie wish, it's ninety nine dollars. Got it. <laughs> but I agree. Like it's 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 a genie wish. It's hard. It'd be so cool though if they like I don't know they'd they never probably do it, but just like market it and be like this is like your you know give this to students who want to learn how to code and that's like yep. you can run Xcode and compile things fine for anything that you know a student in high school or like in college would probably be wanting to do. That'd be great. I don't know how else you could swing it as like a, I don't know. I guess you could swing it as like a, you know, let's give them pages and numbers and uh keynote and everything. And I don't know. Google, I think just hardy has their claws entrenched in, in the zoomers and everything like, 
you know, you'll hear stories of, of Zoomers like not even knowing how to navigate through a file system because they've only used Chromebooks as their computers and stuff. You know what I mean? It's like yep. the, the Chromebook, uh, I don't know, may not be going as hard as it was, but there are a lot of people that use them still. And hundreds have, have been permanently damaged them. by Google Docs. Are you one <laughs> of these people? Call us now. <laughs> Call Andrew Madsen. Get on his his hate train, and we can <laughs> we can all fight hate back Google together. Yeah. But yeah, uh, recently with the whole streaming thing, uh, I saw that the Raspberry Pi offers like a um, like a keyboard computer, which just yeah, the keyboard dude. and it has the computer. That's amazing. Give me that with Mac OS. Oh, I'd happily so pay $99. <laughs> I'd pay 500 for that just because it's so cool. I go I mean, uh, No, give fit. me $99. <laughs> it's 99. That's it. Cheap plastic. Okay, thing. if it's like an A10, sure. I'll throw an M1 in there. It's like that keyboard is thicker than my MacBook Air. They could totally do it, dude. They could totally do it. It costs $130. <laughs> Just for the keyboard. <laughs> but, uh, stupid Apple. Okay, so they make a subsidiary that's called subsidiary. Pear. Yes. Banana. Like, choose another fruit. And they the, They're all taken by anime, Fernando. I'm sorry. Oh, all anime has replaced pear, pineapple, bananas. <laughs> it's all been done. <laughs> You're it's right. McDonald's. McDonald's uh, and Starbucks. It's okay. Like Apple can can bully them into submission, and that's it. I I just want a cheap, cheap uh, Mac OS. It'd be so cool. I love. I mean, I love that the Mac Mini is six hundred dollars, but still, that's not a at like a non. It's a non-trivial amount of money. Still, yeah. You know one I mean? one sentence summary: a ninety-nine dollar Mac Mini. That's what I want. Yeah. Go cool. on Craigslist. With physical buttons <laughs> and 128 megabytes. Nice. That's a thing you'll never be able to get a $99 Mac Mini. <laughs> I know, I know. That's resale right, that's value. Right. <laughs> that's, why, that's why. Like, even even an ancient one, it will be more than $100. <laughs> I don't know about that. Thank you, Mac Mini Colo. Um, okay, going on to my number two. Uh, yeah. I, I, I would... The reason why I want, like, a 16K super monitor uh, is because I want my UI to be, like, smaller, so I have more space for stuff. Uh, and I wouldn't mind, like, an 8K monitor um, if uh, I can make the UI smaller and stuff, um, like, completely independent of everything. So my number two is, like, true resolution independence, which the Mac actually had for a long time until like retina came out and apple decided okay it's at one x or two x uh and nothing in between um but i really think that having that in between having a slider where you can just like set it exactly where you want it would be really neat um we no longer have pin strips all over the place that would cause like pixel cracks and stuff so i think now is the time uh that this becomes more possible than ever especially as like on the m1s if you change the resolution it's just like instant uh, mm-hmm. There's no flash or anything. Like, a slider would be super awesome. You just watch all your windows go, wheel, wheel, wheel. Um, and, yeah, I would. I think that would universally solve everyone's problems with, like, finding the perfect retina 
monitor for Apple devices because at that point it wouldn't matter. Like you just set your slider wherever you want it. Um, yeah. Nothing is going to be scaled. Nothing is going to be blurry. Um, it's just you're setting the interface size, kind of like on iOS, you set the dynamic type uh, size. Uh, this would be the interface size, and I think that would be super neat for Apple to uh, add to macOS. So it would be like a system-wide thing, not like a per-app? Oh, yeah, system-wide. System-wide, okay. I mean, I so guess you... per-app, like, you can set it. Sure, why not? What do you want more, this or having your Windows stay in the same place? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. You evil, evil person. Um... <laughs> I just had to. I'm very annoyed at that. Like it's been months. What what is going on with the with the teams at Apple? Yeah, I already complained about this last time. But with a desktop, you'd think there's no need to move my Windows to the monitor and back because these are gonna be there when I went to bed and they're gonna be there when I wake up. Nope. Every time <laughs> I wake up the computer, uh, one the login screen is like ink. Yes. Um, and then and then it takes a while. It's like, like ink. Um, and now, like, it's just shuffle. It's not even, like, the two side ones. It gets confused and it swaps no. them. No, it's, like, whatever is here is down here. Whatever is here is on here. <laughs> and it's, like, cycles. And then it, like, takes a while. And it, <laughs> and it, like, jiggles back in place. And it's the most maddening thing. And, yeah, that's why, that's really why I want a 16K, like, monitor. It's just so that way it's just, like, all... It's like one Apple doesn't need to make it. I just want one. Um, <laughs> and I, I thought, it, it, I, there would be no jiggering. It's just like the one monitor. The computer doesn't know of any other monitor. It's just that one. Maybe that will fix it. I don't know. Maybe I'm slowly going insane and wishing for obscene things. I don't know. Um, I hear you. I thought you said you wanted a 16K monitor so that you could just move your head well, the rejiggering was happening. I don't need to move my head. I can move my <laughs> eyes. <laughs> well, with 16K, I don't know if you can... Can you actually, like... Well, it depends on the size, I guess. But yeah, yeah. I see your point. It's it's you maddening. Really... Yeah. It's slowly driving me insane, too. I'm I'm this close to, to just, like, disabling sleep at all. Like, just having the computer be uh, awake all the time. Because yeah. it's so frustrating. Caffeine. Yep. I mean, it's just a slider. It's just some preferences, but goodbye your energy bill. Exactly. Um, so it's the, it's the no, monitors are... that guzzle the most at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you really should, though, just like buy an 8K TV that's like 55 inches and try it out. Just replace everything. I wouldn't be able to. The inputs wouldn't work. This is like stupid at this point. Why? Wait, what? An AKTV doesn't have the Thunderbolt in. Yeah, but you could just adapt it. Adapt it how? What's the chain? Magic. There's like a th- Thunderbolt to DisplayPort 1.4 or something. Yeah, or but the AKTV doesn't have DisplayPort 1.4. Okay, it has HDMI 2.1. Are there any okay. active 2.1 d- adapters? No, because the Mac comes with HDMI oh, 2, and you can't yeah. do that because it's stupid. That's so, so dumb. Apple's so dumb for doing that on Good. And I'm Wait. not gonna run anything at one X at the stage, Spencer. I can if see you... those pixels. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but there there must be a dock that accepts two point one yeah, and you could dude. do two point one to Thunderbolt. Right? 
sure. There okay, has so to be. One day, maybe. But currently, there is not. <laughs> That's so lame. It and I don't want one X. I want I want at least two X or my slider. Give me my resolution independent slider, and then I'll I'll rethink it. But until then, do it. Apple. 8K. 8K ain't doesn't cut it no more. I got spoiled by 6K plus 5K. No <laughs> 8K is like brand new. Oh man. All right. Anyways, Sunset. there are there are HD use. Oh, but you have no. That's fine. Yeah, USB C to HDMI two point one. Oh yeah, you could do that. So you could. Are they active try... cables? What? Are, are they, they active adapters? Active? That's because a it's question. not a pass through. If you want the resolution, it might just be two point one, but not the resolution because HDMI two point one is a. I think it ought to be because it's a $50 cable. (laughs) Does it it (laughs) gold-plated? That makes all the difference. I mean, it's gold-plated. It must work. (laughs) Improves all the digital connections. (laughs) Oh, my God. I think you just need to, like... There's a saying in Spanish... You just need to not be afraid of success, Dimitri. I don't get it. Yeah, I, I just I noticed that. For both of you. <laughs> YOLO just... and buy it, basically. I exactly, think. yes. Go ahead and buy it. Okay. Anyway, Spencer, your next one. Um. Yeah, I didn't have a third one, unfortunately. I was going to kind of just reclaim the you know raspberry pi type thing but we already kind of talked about that so let's go to fernando a more mini mini a yeah. minier mini yeah the like the one of minis yeah that snazzy made <laughs> that was that uh, small i i would have thought that he would have made a, a much smaller was, one honestly it was pretty it was like 67 percent smaller or something like that it was pretty small a mac nano mac pico Mag, what is the thing that that follows Pico? Mm, micro, Femto. Femto, yes. Oh yeah. Maybe I don't know. I I failed out <laughs> of physics, so don't we don't don't yeah. quote me. I yeah, I know the metric system, but that's like way beyond like any usable. <laughs> yeah. Prefixes. They need to Mac and make like a Mac Kilo then. That's like an entire server rack. I'm that's like the Mac that's Bros. that's the Mac Studio is a Mac Kilo. <laughs> and a it Mac weighs Mac a kilo. Is <laughs> it? Nice. It's so heavy. It it is a uh, chunk to the wazoo. Is uh, it is it heavier than your tungsten cube? Yes. Yes really? it is. Oh. Like not den- not more dense, obviously. Uh <laughs> but but <laughs> definitely heavier. Hmm. Um Yeah. Uh, okay, so my mystery device is the opposite of Spencer's wish. I wish they would just give me a 24-inch 5K monitor. <laughs> Dude, come on, man. <laughs> just give it to me. Why do I need to go to 27-inch? That sucks. <laughs> it's horrible. Too big. The pixels would be too small, Fernando. Not for you. Exactly. No, not for me. I would be so happy with that. 
I mean, the i the iMac is already twenty four inch for four point five k. Yeah, so it's like it's just point five k. That's all I need. Yeah, but you then need you need to squeeze all of those pixels. It's a lot of squeezing. But it's just a tiny bit of squeezing for Genie Dimitri. <laughs> How hard could it be? How hard could it be? Honestly, Apple, you just need to have the machine to do it, and then you can pump out any size display you want, right? Exactly. So it's like one machine away. Just give me... Yeah. Like, the iMac used to be 24 and 27 for the longest time. Just make the studio display 24 and 27, and I'll be really happy. Man, okay, can we just talk about the fact that we totally... Well, mostly Dimitri bamboozled you uh, in believing <laughs> that that was a thing. See, that would, that would have been... An excellent device. That would have been the perfect device. But of course, Apple, in their infinite wisdom, doesn't give the uh, customer what they want. I know, like CarPlay. As I say in the industry, they don't give two shits. <laughs> that's fair. So yeah, that's what I want. I want it, and, and make it just so that Dimitri buys it too, even though it's like too small. Oh, I won't him. buy it. I, I want that resolution, but on the 32 Pro Display XDR. But I, I want 8K it, on that. What if it has like HDMI 2.1? Well, I would care extra less because it just Thunderbolt, please. <laughs> well, yeah, that's right. Okay, Not, Thunderbolt yeah. 2.1. No, that would be a down. We're on four. <laughs> We're on four, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. But yeah, that's what I want. I want to replace my 24-inch monitors with a 5K monitor by Apple. Uh, so that it's nice and bright and pretty and has 128 megabytes of memory. Nice. And 64 and gigs. Yep. <laughs> and oh, yeah. It cannot include uh, any fancy chips. If I swear if I have to update the firmware on my <laughs> monitor, I will break it. Like, I'll make a video of it on YouTube of me <laughs> smashing it with a bat. Like, technology bat. It's just a screen. I don't need a chip. Didn't they like? Uh, didn't the firmware uh, expire like a day into something? Like they you, stopped. They yeah, they had it. to re. They had oh, to start they stopped signing it. it. <laughs> Dude, I'm like, no. This is your scientists were too preoccupied with whether they could do it, and they stopped and didn't think whether they should do it. So, yeah, that's what I want. On the on the topic of Thunderbolt, like Thunderbolt five will apparently use the same cables and, and deliver an extra, was it double or an extra half of bandwidth? I forget which. Which is like super uh, cool. You don't know. That's insane. That's a lot yeah. of, of a lot of data. monitors. <laughs> what about you, Jimmy? Anyway. What's your last wish? Yeah, I, I guess uh, since we're talking nothing about monitors at this point. Uh, my my last wish uh, is an Apple pencil pencil capable Pro Display XDR. Like what I really want is a Pro Display XDR I can grab by the side, pull down into like easel mode, and then just pull out the pencil from the side of it and just like start scribbling or bringing up an on screen keyboard or like that the true multi touch dreams that we kind of saw yes. before multi touch became commonplace. Um, do either of you remember those videos of like those super cool demos where they had like those reverse projection displays and they were demoing what multi-touch could be 
Um, I have to I have to look those up, but uh, it. I think having like that big canvas would be super super neat to have uh, with an Apple Pencil and Touch, um, and just have as an extension of my my already already ridiculous setup. Um, I think would be super cool. At so my college, we want... used to have a Microsoft Surface. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. I was just like say it's the Surface Studio. It was really except cool. bigger. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's that little knob thing, right? That you can like put on the display and then turn. Yeah. But it's exactly that. You pull it down and stuff, and yeah, it'd be cool. I mean, that's the thing, you know. With let's see, what was it? Um, Big Sur, maybe. Uh, that the UI slightly grew, and people were like, "Oh, we're going touch, we're going touch," and it's still not here. And I, I am surprised at how adamant Apple is about not adding touch support to macOS. I don't know. I mean, it does. It feels like a gimmick. I agree. At the same time, I think people that use Windows laptops with touch really enjoy it. And I think it's sort of stayed around long enough to almost define itself as not being a gimmick in a lot of cases. I think it's a gimmick if the monitor is in front and perpendicular to your face. Uh, yeah. or parallel, whatever that dimension would be. If it is easel mode, everyone's going to expect it. Because there's no, like, you're going to automatically do that with your hands. But the the point and prod at something mm-hmm. that's, like, on a wall, uh, absolutely not. That is, that is absolutely a gimmick. Uh, it hurts your arms after, like, five minutes. Anyone who's had to stand up at a whiteboard knows that writing on a whiteboard is the most awful experience that yeah. exists. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> basically and Apple that. Pencil support would be cool, and mm-hmm. I could see a bunch of like professionals, like designers and stuff, moving over to that. I, even though a lot, I mean, will use, like, the iPad. iPad, the iPad has taken over the oh, totally. digital drawing marketplace. And it's like, amazing. No one trusts anything else because it's just not good enough. Yep. Yeah, I agree. All I'm Unless saying they is use, that like a Wacom tablet, but that's no. Cool. But they, they messed up. Wacom yeah. messed up they completely. Messed up. They they missed that boat from miles away, and then Apple just stole their lunch. I don't think and there's I don't no think taking it back. I I don't think they could have done anything. Like Apple had too much going on for them, uh, for for Wacom to do anything. Like what well, they Wacom being older than the iPad itself and the iPhone as well. Like they could have done something. Yes. Well, they're <laughs> yeah, their monitors and everything. Like the the Cintiqs that actually are monitors, but you can draw on them are. But, way way more expensive than a and an iPad. Mm-hmm. But but what I'm saying is that way less resolution. Like yeah. it's even, not even at all if, the same latency. But even if Wacom, Wacom, however you pronounce it, uh, could have produced an iPad like experience, the iPad would have beat it because you wouldn't oh. buy like a single use device yeah, if you could have your like iPad do it. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't think yeah. they could have done anything. Apple just went from general computing to like specialized computing, and it's way easier to do that than to go the other way around. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but either way, I think um, the 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 only thing there is I don't think like I think I agree with you, uh, Spencer, about the like my Windows people enjoying their like tactile laptops. Yeah. I agree with that. It would just 
I don't think macOS. I think it's a mistake for macOS to go tactile. I just think if you could have a laptop like that, it would have to morph into like iOS in some way. Yeah, well, yeah, and the cynic in me is like they're just never going to do it because they want to separate iPad OS and Mac OS. I mean, I think they've seeded a lot of like that distinction by like adding trackpad support and all that uh, and you allowing you to have a cursor and everything on the iPad, but I don't think they'd go any farther. But think about it the other way. Like in this in this device from Dimitri, it would be really cool if you could have like iOS specific apps with the iOS UX running. So that yeah. way you could have like drawing and notes and everything with the touch and everything, but it would be sandboxed to the app and everything else like uses a trackpad and anything. Yeah, so it's like a catalyst app or like not even catalyst, it's just like check the box, run. It's the other way around, right? Where yeah. with Catalyst you run an iOS app with macOS controls with with this yeah. anti right. catalyst. What's the opposite of Catalyst? What what slows down a reaction? We're not chemists. I'm okay, no chemist. so the anti catalyst <laughs> would be <laughs> a macOS app that turns into an iOS app. That would be interesting, at least. Interesting, yeah. I don't know. I just want to be able to easel it and. And, yeah. and like, do things. I'll still That's use a mouse. Like I can put the mouse on the easel. It's so big. There's so much room. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Who uses a mouse now- nowadays, though? Yeah. True. <gasps> I'm shocked. Just kidding. Yeah. No. Trackpad all the way. That said, Track- like since Trackpad I do have game. my, I do have my laptop right in front of the Mac Studio setup that I have. Um, and I'm so used to using the trackpad with my left hand from time and time again, like when I need to just like do something quickly. Um, and it just doesn't do anything now because the laptop is not the same computer as the, <laughs> as I'm like trying to do like a gesture and like nothing's happening. The laptop's still asleep. The main computer is like clueless as to my intentions and it's just like a sad time. So I might get a trackpad to put on top of the trackpad. <laughs> Just to relay the muscle memory. Um, Wish number four for Dimitri. Wish number four. Okay, this week's episode of Code Completion is once again brought to you by Super Easy Timer. Super Easy Timer is a quick and easy to use timer app for your Mac. It's completely text-based, so you can type in English what you want, 20 minutes or 5 p.m., hit enter, and instantly start a timer. The timer understands English to create text. The timer understands (laughs) English text to create, update, and start a new timer. You can quickly change an active countdown, even while still counting down. There are even simple keyboard shortcuts to reset or pause. No menus, no sliders, just use English to control your timer. We want to thank Super Easy Timer for sponsoring our show. Search for Super Easy Timer on the Mac App Store today to give it a try. So I hear uh, that you, Spencer, got your hands on a new game console. Is it true that you received your playdate? No. (laughs) I know. That would be cool. Uh, no, I got the Steam Deck, though. So here it is in all of its glory. It is beautiful, and it is Ooh. mine. Is it transparent like old Nintendo 64s? No, it's a skin. Oh. Uh, Same thing it, I was going to ask. Yeah. Disappointment it's, it's, intensified. Fernando <laughs> knows. He bought my iPad that also has the same kind of skin. Um, it's my favorite to just see what's on the insi- inside. But 
I was thinking if they do ever come out with like an old Nintendo 64 style, uh, you know, like frosted casing. Uh, casing, I would totally put that on. I love that look. Um, That's... But yeah, I, I got it. Huh? No, no, sorry, sorry. Go, go, go. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, I got it like a week and a half ago. Uh, it's been cool to just use and try out. Uh, yeah, it's it's really interesting as like this more powerful switch super comfortable to use it's got like you know the profile is really nice and like grippy for your hands and stuff so that's super nice where you know you're not kind of having to like i don't know weirdly claw your hands to grip this flat tablet you don't have child's hands spencer i don't i don't (laughs) um that's the issue they're man hands that's the issue (laughs) (laughs) truly but it's been cool to like, I mean, you know, it runs your Steam library, right? But it's also just like a computer. So people have made some really easy like uh, scripts to like download emulators, give you folders, and you just like drop in your game ROMs and you can start emulating games. So I've tried stuff from like the Game Boy Color to the Wii and it works really, really well, like 60 frames per second and stuff. So it's been fun to like go through this back catalog of games that I've wanted to play since like, you know, I was a teenager and stuff. Uh, and you're doing it on the go. So I have like a portable GameCube and I'm playing Fire Emblem again. And I, you know, these games that I haven't played in a long time uh, on here and, you know, also playing a lot of just Steam games like Loop Hero that are pretty easy to run, but you can like play Elden Ring on it pretty okay, uh, which is crazy. So it's been fun to to mess around with, and I mean, for the especially for like the price of, uh, it, the Steam Deck I think starts at four hundred dollars or four fifty something like that. It's a lot of power for it. So, so uh, I have I have two questions for you. Yeah. Number one, does it run Doom? Yes, it runs Doom. Amazing. Number two, you you just spent four hundred dollars. Is it really that amazing though? <laughs> It is it is amazing that we continue this honored tradition of making sure any device that's out there can run Doom. Yes, well, I think if a pregnancy test can exactly. run Doom, I, the Steam Deck will run Doom. So, perfect. Uh, my second yeah. question: You just spent four hundred dollars. Would you have spent them on a CarPlay device or on the Steam Deck? On the Steam Deck. Really? Yeah. So you don't want that CarPlay that much. Look, here's the he thing. He wants CarPlay <laughs> on the Steam Deck, obviously. Was, were, were you lying the Throw whole the episode, Spencer? I, I, you, uh, get those, no. you get those analog controls that you're used to from the radio. I mean, you can't yeah. spin the, the control nozzle. You can <laughs> move them up and down. Okay, here's the thing. We were talking about Apple products, right? Uh-huh. For like the last three years, three or he four years. He doesn't want a Panasonic been... CarPlay. That's an Apple. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've been working from home. I drive my car once a week, maybe. Uh, whereas I game every day. And so the amount of time that I would enjoy a CarPlay device for $500 is a lot less than I would enjoy the Steam Deck. That is my rationale. Take it or leave it. Very rational rationale. Thank you. 24-inch CarPlay device. <laughs> <laughs> the entire... I'm just going to have... I'm going to put an, a super ultra-wide display right on my dashboard, have a camera. Skip that it. Projects... Let's, just do, let's just do the, yeah, the heads-up display yeah, yeah, of, totally. of CarPlay. 
and you have to you have to power. jab. You have to touch the windshield. <laughs> Apple, make it happen, please. So yeah, it's I don't know I don't know what to say about it. It's really really good. I th- I I think the um, people's takes on it are interesting to see because I think they're coming from a lot of different places. Of they expect more from this thing, but when you look at it from this perspective of five hundred dollars ish around there, it's super good for what you get, especially if you like already have a bunch of games. Or, again, if you just want to emulate stuff, then, you know, you can do that, too. So, it's also technically a computer. You could, I guess, install Windows on it. Um, someone installed System 7 on it, which is pretty cool. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's 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 good. I would recommend it. Highly recommend it when, when you can buy one. Um, oh, on, sorry. On the topic of that. Um, on the topic of last week's kind of side topic of 3D printing... People are putting out a button. Valve, the the company that made the Steam Deck, put out a full 3D model of the Steam Deck, and so people have been, you know, coming up with things to 3D print and stuff. So love that. Oh, yeah. so you can make your own grips and case. Uh huh. Yeah, you can do whatever. They're super open to stuff. So uh, here, let me let me put it on here. Um, that's one really good thing about like what they're doing is it's all very open source. I mean. It's running Linux, and it's got its own operating system, but they're open sourcing the op- operating system, so if you want to throw this on a Windows computer, you could, I guess. Um, I, I heard that they had to emulate like all the Windows games to be able to yes. run on it. Does that work yes. well, or is it just, eh? Yeah, I mean, that's what almost everything will, like Elden Ring, for example, doesn't run on Linux natively. They've got this compatibility layer called Proton, I think. It works pretty well, and apparently people have installed Windows on this as well, just to see like the comparative performance to like more native. Um, I think the driver support isn't quite there, but also I just probably would guess that the overall headroom of running the operating system of Windows in the background is probably taking a performance hit. They say it's like anywhere from twenty to forty percent slower depending on the game, so it's pretty good it's it's only a four core eight thread cpu but they've got um an integrated gpu from amd that's like the latest generation that like currently i don't think any other cpus have right now apple only like dedicated graphics so they kind of did like a side deal with amd to to get like the most recent graphics so it works really well for what it is and it's only like a 15 watt tdp so it's not uh you know comparatively super powerful um, okay, so I've got this little clip thing on here, and it's got these two slots, so you can, like, um, put on, so I have one that's, like, a kickstand. This thing is crazy. Okay, so nice. this goes on. Is it, like, a switch where you can, like, take the controls? No. Out? Okay, so it's, no. like, one piece. Yeah, it's one piece. The anime. Um but then, yeah, the anime, yes. <laughs> um, but it has, oh, sorry, this is missing one piece, but it, one piece the, the anime. anime. <laughs> Shoot, hold on, now it's going to break my demonstration. There we go. Um, it, this, this guy that made this sort of attachment thing is kind of crazy, but 
it has these like clip things. It's kind of hard to see, but it's there's a spring in here that you just glue on, and so it's like this doesn't come out until you want it to. Um, and then it's got a kickstand that's kind of geared, although the gear is not in place right now. I'm missing one piece, but you can move, you know, the kickstand up and down. Or it's got like this battery bank attachment, so you can just like throw the battery bank on, and it's you know like attached. If I can see the there we go. So it kind of clicks in place, and it's like not going to go anywhere until you want it to. So kind of cool that they open source stuff like that. And they're not Neat. an Nvidia or an Apple in that way. Yeah, Very I really cool. don't want Apple to buy Nintendo, but I kind of hope that... No, I don't hope. I, I know it will never happen, but it would have been nice if like Nintendo could use Apple stuff because it's like the only thing that would meet their requirements for the Switch um, and yeah. be able to deliver on the performance. Um, so yeah, sad times. And maybe make things actually up to date and not eight years old in terms of graphical performance i mean props to nintendo i mean from day one they are profitable right uh and no, totally. all these all these other console makers are like <laughs> playing the very long game um so so like they're oh, doing great. something right it's just like i wish i wish it could be prettier that's all <laughs> I want to personally thank everyone for listening in this week. Please be sure to follow us on Twitter at Code Completion to know when new episodes get released. And feel free to tweet at us if there's ever a topic you'd like for us to dig into. Most importantly, as a small podcast, please be sure to share this with your friends and family who are also interested in any part of the process of app development. It's your support that enables us to continue doing this, and we hope to grow a healthy community around everything we discuss. Once again, I want to give my thanks to Fernando, who is at From Junior to Senior. That's F-R-O-M-J-R-T-O-S-R on Twitter. Spencer, who is at Spencer C. Curtis, that's S-P-E-N-C-E-R-C-C-U-R-T-I-S on Twitter, for joining me this week. My name, once again, is Dimitri. You can find me at Dimitri Buniel, that's D-I-M-I-T-R-I-B-O-U-N-I-O-L, and we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Titles. We got a lot. We did get a lot. <laughs> One Piece the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's piece as in pieces. Right. Not peace as in war and peace. I got it. Yes. Damn you, autocorrect. <laughs> English is hard. I get a, I get a blame autocorrect on everything now. It's all machine learning. It just changes correct words to other correct words that don't make sense in the context anymore. Um, God. Has, that's has, why my typing has gone worse. Yeah, absolutely. Has your autocorrect on iPhone just gone like rogue? Yes. Like Mine years. has stopped working like altogether. It's just like randomly replacing things that make no sense. Some I mean, of you've the seen how many times I edit stuff on Slack, right? It's, it's horrible. Like... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like it replaces things with gibberish, like literal gibberish. And I'm like, what are you doing? It's just oh, very annoying. I wish. That, is there a way that you can like reset the? That's a good button? question. You'd probably have to reset the whole thing, like the whole iPhone. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Or it would be cool to see, like, what replacement, like, list, have it list out the replacements and be like, no, that's not what I want, swipe to delete. Yeah. 
I mean, you can do that. So if if it gives you uh, something and you don't like it and you delete it and you type it again and you do that three times over the course of like some period, it remembers it. Yeah, I know, um, but, but it, it also it also has mixed in everyone else's horrible like corrections and spellings yeah. over the years, and you therefore have like everyone's uh, like cursive math type popping up. Like I've I've tweeted that one a few times of like the super crazy uh, alternate character sets that you have for math that people like to write, so you get stylistic mm. writing in Twitter. Um, right. That shows up in my autocorrect. I'm like, this is no business being in my autocorrect. Um, like, uh, there's that. There's it replacing words with other words. Mm-hmm. Like that is a huge problem. It does this on the Mac now because, of course, that's where we needed it. Um, and yeah, I I have given up trying to be better at spelling. Um, it's just not something that will be good for me, uh, especially as I try to fight the system that. Uh, makes me think that I type something correctly because I'm sitting at my keyboard while I type because I'm a non like good typist uh, and therefore I don't notice when it just swaps things out because I know what letters I typed. I can type code and there's no replacements happening with code. I can type code just fine like paragraphs uh, without looking at the screen just staring at my chicken pecking um, and that works. But as yeah. soon as I look up and it's normal English, it's an abomination. And I don't know if it's me. I don't know if it's the computer. Who knows what could have happened in between? I wasn't looking. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Damn, you autocorrect. I I just finally found... You, you made me go and look again uh, for a GameCube controller stand. And I found one that's really, really, really clever and cool. Cool. You should get a printer and print it yourself. Ugh. You can try all of them. <laughs> yeah. Worst thing is I could. You can't recycle the material, right? Once you, once you mess up, that's that's junk. No, I off mean, to, off to re- the off to the oceans it goes, right? It, you can't. Yeah, you can't recycle it like to reprint. I'm sure oh, you could darn. recycle the plastic itself. Plastic is not recyclable. That's a that's a myth that's been propagated by those stupid symbols that don't mean anything. Well, like then, big plastic. It is. No, I'm serious. Okay, so if you have no clue, if you have no clue, the symbols indicate what kind of plastic it is, one through six kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Plastic has three stages. It's either clear and beautiful, murky, or gets gets recycled into murky gross shit, and then that gets recycled into styrofoam, and that's it. Like, from that point forward, it ain't recycled anymore. Mm -hmm. You can never get the same thing out of it like you can with glass or aluminum. Uh, So plastic is, like, the worst recyclable thing, but... They propagated the myth that, oh, you should recycle your plastic. Look, there's a little recycling symbol. Therefore, yeah. you should do it. Do you know what happens when you put plastic in the recycling? They trash it. It's not worth it. <laughs> so what plastic is not like, recyclable. What happened to like, uh, okay, this isn't recycling, but at least it doesn't go in the ocean. What happened to like, you know, shooting all of our trash off into the sun or something? We should just do that. Uh, they tried that in Futurama. It came back and bit us. Hmm. Uh, we have learned then. Probably too expensive to just throw away the rocket. Maybe with the new Falcons, you could just like we just need like a big slingshot. Exactly, calculate the trajectory. Yes, shoot, open up, and then come back. What's I mean, you have you have ten times the mass that's coming back to the Earth and sitting in the ocean. (laughs) The rocket. Well, you gotta (laughs) recover the rocket. I mean, SpaceX recovery style. I don't know. 
a lot of yeah. money and just rocket fuel i suppose i look guys i don't have the i don't have the solutions i just want the solution do you know do you know what the craziest part of this is uh i read an article this week how uh like nature has made its habitat those giant floating like plastic islands that have formed of our trash like that is now an ecosystem and that makes it significantly more complicated to just like oh we can't clean this up now because all these endangered species that were living in corals they're now living in our trash (laughs) that's so bad I'm I'm kind of hopeful like a bacteria will develop that will actually eat plastic and that'll solve the plastic recycling issue. And then we only well, need a billion years to to test that theory, right? Well, I mean things have been evolving pretty quickly according to like uh the environment depending on us. Like uh I know birds have been evolving within like 12 generations to like change a bunch of their patterns. So mm-hmm. COVID but it's not evolved making... in like a year. So, it's not making brand new proteins. It's just recycling what's already there. If that makes any sense, sure, like you would need some so. brand new machinery to to digest some plastic. Um, just using yeah. protein folding. Yeah. So what what uh, what printer would you recommend for me to like destroy the planet, Spencer? <laughs> <laughs> Don't put it that way. That makes me feel so bad about my hobby. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, it's already murky oh. plastic, right? If you're not burning it, then you should be able to like make it soft again and re restrand it into filament, right? We Probably didn't know what the could. opposite of catalyst was. I don't trust us to answer that question. Buffer. <laughs> Slower downer. Slower downer. Uh, a refrigerator. <laughs> there we go. Um, I have, well, I would say like an Ender 3 is like cheap relatively. Um, and they print really well. Um, this is the same one as I recommended to The what? Ender? Ender 3. I just, oh, well, yeah. I have the Ender 3 Max, which is basically the same. It's just a little bit larger print size that you can get, but, um, it's, it's pretty much the same. So I don't know how much money you want to invest in into it's this. Expensive but. invest. It's an investment, dude. <laughs> it is not an investment. Look, in no way, shape, or form would it be an investment. But Bitcoin is an investment. An investment yeah. where you lose. Exactly. No, exactly. Luna. Luna is. Right now, and it's, it's based on the dollar. Right, it'll never go down. Any right. day now. Any day now. Oh my. I'll think you about it. Print. It's expensive enough that I'd have to ask for it as a birthday thing. And I don't know if yeah. I want to waste my birthday present. No, that's fair. That's fair. But it is very cool to like it's just very cool. print random shit. The coolest part about it is like once you have the initial cost of the printer, you buy a $20 roll of filament that's like kilogram and it will last you so many prints for so long. So the upkeep cost is, is fairly low comparison i mean it takes longer to kill the planet that's gotta be a possible that's right and you know the the prints take a long time i mean we're not really killing it all that much faster i think that that's a joke (laughs) just just for anyone listening still (laughs) yeah it seems like it's 3d printed waste can be turned into new spools um 
So you just need a fancy machine that you put the plastic in, it softens it, and it will re-extrude it into filament. Oh. That's an investment. Like, just buy one of those, contact all of your local 3D printers, and say, hey, I will recycle your... That's really cool. Because that's why I thought you're not really burning it, so you're not really, like, changing the nature of the plastic. You're just, like, Uh softening it. Yeah. Um, yeah, you could re-soften it, right? That's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all it is. That makes sense. I mean, I'm sure there are certain types of plastic that will not re-soften. Like, you only get one. Right. Um, go at it. Yeah, it's saying the two commonly most used plastics are not very easily recycled. So, like, you'd have to go to... You'd have to do it with a, a specifically a recycler for filament but you could totally do it that's cool i'll, I'll start uh separating out my like you'd need to s- separate it by color definitely yeah well i almost always print in black anyway so mm-hmm. cool that's cool i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna look into that and see if anyone does that near me and if not you should invest in it uh, be a lot of investment. Use your money. use your earnings from like Luna. Yeah, you're, you're taking. <laughs> oh yeah, you know me. I'm a huge Luna investor. <laughs> oh my gosh, the whole the whole like landscape collapsed overnight. Oh, it's so, <laughs> so good though. It wasn't it's overnight. So it took like a week, two days, <laughs> pretty fast. But it was, yeah, it was. It sucked. Which is awesome, dude. It's like. Less energy being used. Uh, more people understanding people getting, that crypto is not the future. Yeah, less people getting scammed. I saw someone. Available. I, I saw someone reference that like ninety nine percent of all like transactions happen on like Coinbase and stuff, and Coinbase oh. does not even put it on the blockchain. They just like, store the transaction in the SQL database because they're trading it amongst themselves, like in one right. confined system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they don't need to report any of it. Um, as like having happened here or there, uh, so I found that to be extra hilarious. Um, but it's but Web three guys, Web three. I mean, imagine how expensive it would have been if if like Coinbase yeah. was doing it on the blockchain. It would be unusable. Yeah, unusable. So it's like, yeah, there's uh, there's like almost a hundred percent like technology, like a technological reason why they did it this way. Um, and that's the only way for it to work. <laughs> that's that's the hilarious part of this. Um, I, I think that tweet mentioned that another exchange was reverting some trades um, that people made uh, during the whole Luna debacle. And, and people were like, what do you mean reverse? It's decentralized. Yeah. It's not supposed to happen. And everyone's like, well, <laughs> it's just frustrating. But funny. It is funny. Very funny. In a, uh, I'm gonna butcher the word, but uh, Schadenfreude, Schadenfreude, kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. Also, super depressing for some people. Like losing. Yeah. If you, if you put your life savings in that, that's that's tough. Yeah. Look, I mean, I'll be honest. It's on them, but still, that sucks. But I'll be, mm-hmm. I'll be honest. If no one told you, like, hey. Don't you think like putting your life savings into like some volatile shit is gonna like come and bite you? Then yeah, it sucks because everyone makes mistakes. Like you could have just like uh, been in the echo chamber for too long. Nobody told you otherwise, 
And then, yeah, I feel bad for those people. But those people that we told them, like, hey, this is a scam. Like, why are you doing this? It's stupid. And they, they go like, no, no, this is the future. They're giving me a guaranteed 20%. Uh, yeah. I'm like, dude, like, you, I don't know if you deserve, but it's like, what were well, you it's, expecting? It's financial illiteracy, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. People just do don't research. understand what, how things work. I mean, yeah. just like the stock market. I mean, it's it's just as silly. I mean, did you you know how uh, Elon Musk plans to buy Twitter? Right? He's not actually exchanging any money for anything. He is getting someone else's money, like yeah. via loan, using his Tesla stock as a uh, what's that called? Collateral. You, collateral. As collateral. So he's not actually cashing out of his Tesla stock. He's not earning like getting any money for this to get taxed on he's borrowing money which is something you don't get taxed on and then he's using that money to pay someone else directly uh and therefore he now owns it so like the whole system is ridiculous on every facet like whether it's crypto or not um but you have to you have to realize that it's the same system and crypto ain't ain't a special unicorn um and it's just playing within the palms of like this the same exact thing it's people want to make money that's why they're playing this game and oh, yeah. the last of the the last one there is always going to be the sucker because that's how ponzi schemes work um yep yeah yep yes that's how they work and i there was a tweet by uh, someone i followed uh who's a great pm Dare, i forget his last name uh i, I retweet him all the time and he was like web3 People, techies, were very frustrated when when you when you hear. Uh, let me. I, I butchered that. Techies are very frustrated when you hear that Web three is going to be like the future, because Web three is not a tech play. It's a financial play. It's a, like Uber. an unregulated financial market that's built on top of tech. So yeah, that the unregulated financial part is the important part. I mean, why do you think tech hates Uber so much? It's the same exact reason. It's the it's same a bunch thing. Of, yeah, I agree. It's a bunch of uh, uh, mafiosos from the finance industry, like trying to make a play in tech and saying, like, "Oh, here we're doing this tech thing," but they're also like yeah. uh, taking taking the ripe gold that's there for the taking and then just leaving nothing left. I want to add that you said like the uh, financial market and the crypto market are the same. They are the same in essence. It's just the financial market has gone through all of this in the past 150 mm-hmm. years. There are laws now. Exactly. There are laws. <laughs> yeah, that no. That's the but difference. they don't apply to billionaires. <laughs> uh, well, shit. Yeah. You're right. One thing. Yeah. One thing was like. I was watching a CopyZilla video about like this whole Luna thing. And he, he, I think it was in that video. He mentioned like at the height of like the Ponzi scheme era, Bernie Madoff, you know, promised 10% returns. Right. And that was like outrageous. Outrageous. And Luna promised 20%. And everyone's like, yeah, let's do it, guys. That sounds great. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I saw another tweet that said, Luna went like the returns on Luna were 450x in two years, and they didn't solve mm-hmm. anything specifically. So yeah. he was like, "Why is no one like realizing?" 
invest a thousand dollars and in x amount of years you'll have like 2.5 million dollars like, like okay yeah it, that sounds totally believable it reminds me a lot of those um stock market simulations that you can play with people where like and, you all start with ten thousand dollars and then you can see who who makes the most uh at the end of the day and there's like a super easy way to game that system you find the cheapest penny stock you can that like doubles or halves like just randomly um you invest all of it in that and you just keep doing that ignore every big stock and just like focus on that random noise penny stock uh because if you were to do that in real life you'd crash that penny stock like yep. they would not be able to take the influx of a million dollars being put in it just wouldn't work but in fake uh simulation life that you can do whatever you want so therefore you can you, what you do has no impact on like on what market. would happen right yeah I mean, just look at what uh, Elon Musk is doing with Twitter right now. Elon Musk saying something has a direct impact on Twitter's uh, yeah. like stock price at this point. Uh, so, like that's that's the that's the thing with a lot of uh, a lot of finance in general is people have direct impact, whether it's like actual individuals or giant exchanges that are just computers reacting. Uh, there's buy orders and sell orders that are ready in the system and whenever it reaches a threshold they just engage uh, and once they engage that can cause a chain reaction in one way or another it's not a person that's driving the stock market down it's a bunch of people that made a bunch of collective decisions to protect their their funds or whatever uh, and it just chain reacts and uh, you can't get that in a simulation so if you think that oh i'm good i like i i practice that's not going to help you in any capacity because uh and in reality it's much more complicated uh for better there's or for also worse. there's also that's also like playing poker without money like it doesn't matter how good you think you are when there's money on the line things are very different you behave differently. People behave yeah, no doubt. erratically. Even if mm -hmm. it's a dollar. That's why a dollar was always my threshold for a successful business. Even if it's a dollar, people will fight for a dollar. It's weird. And I would like to remind our listeners, uh, if anyone ever says like you have to bet or something, you don't. Like I Agreed. flat out will never bet on anything because it's not worth it. Um, I will never drink when people will say like, oh, let's drink. It's like, no, I'm not yeah. interested. They will give up. Don't worry. Uh, it's not, there's like the peer <laughs> pressure is more on yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so uh, don't feel like uh, peer pressure is a thing that you need to uphold. Uh, I am an example of someone who has like z accepted zero peer pressure from uh, any, from anyone along those like, facets so um yeah, yeah i don't know if you needed to, to like hear that 8k monitors yeah um, I, I will rad. push those on fernando and make him jealous uh <laughs> make him jealous <laughs> that be pressuring me to buy like bigger monitors no i'm fine with my 10 inch monitor no you're not no you're not <laughs> you need this in your life it's so glorious except it's maddening as every window shifts around i have oh once again like, I get, sometimes, <laughs> the side monitors, the backgrounds will flip. I get it. They're the same. Like, it gets confused. It doesn't know what port's connected to. I don't I don't know what's going on. I know it gets confused. Fine. Like, I've accepted that I'm whatever I have on the right is not going to... It can sometimes be on the left, and I'll just switch randomly. Sure. 
what I don't get is why are they cycling? Why do my windows from the left go to the center and the center go to the like? How is that happening? Why does it not know where the where the login screen should go? And it's just like a black rectangle off in the side and very confused. I don't get it. Like I guarantee you, if I if I roll over, I don't know if you can kind of see that those monitors over where. Oh, I I love this. He's very angry. He's an angry elf. And now it shows up correctly. I don't get it. <laughs> I, I have no freaking they, clue. They can why sense your anger, Dimitri. I know. I hear you. It sucks. Software has gone to shit. We used to do better with software in yes. the old days. Get off my lawn. All right. I'm going to leave. <laughs> <laughs>